Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Thursday, October 5th, TH, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. We're hitting a high of 94.9 today in Riverside, with a low of just under 70 tonight, so best to keep hydrated and find a bit of shade if you're out and about. With the mercury rising, we've also got simmering tensions to cover in the political world as the House GOP reels from the ousting of Kevin McCarthy as Speaker, plagued by uncertainty and infighting. From politics to healthcare, over 75,000 workers from Kaiser Permanente have launched what's being touted as the largest strike in U.S. history. This strike, demanding attention to staffing shortages and wages, is creating ripples on a national scale. Turning our gaze to the cosmos, we're also diving into the mysteries of black holes, highlighting the lessons they offer both scientifically and metaphorically. We'll delve into how these powerful entities are pushing the boundaries of what we know about the universe, embracing a unique kind of beauty often hidden in the shadows. And lastly, we celebrate the art of words as Norwegian author John Fossey is announced. Stay tuned with us. We begin today with a political shockwave that sent tremors through Capitol Hill. There's been a significant upheaval within the U.S. House of Representatives, causing a fair bit of chaos within the Republican Party. According to CNBC, the sudden eviction of Kevin McCarthy from his coveted Capitol hideaway office has sparked major questions. Former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and ex-majority leader Steny Hoyer have been ousted as well. Our in-the-field reporter, Ethan, is here to help unravel what's happening here. Ethan, can you give us some insight into why McCarthy was removed as Speaker? Well, Grace, the removal was quite surprising, especially given his recent successful maneuvering to avoid a government shutdown. However, ABC News reports suggest a breakaway faction within his own party, led by Representative Matt Gates, is responsible for this unexpected change. There are now threats of consequences for Republicans who voted against McCarthy and talks of possibly expelling Gates from the party. Quite a lot of infighting, it seems. How has this affected the search for a new speaker, Ethan? Grace, the search is underway, but there is no clear alternative to McCarthy as of yet. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Representative Jim Jordan have both stepped into the ring offering themselves as potential successors. Close ally to McCarthy, GOP Representative Patrick McHenry, has been made interim speaker for now as the House is expected to remain in recess for the rest of this week. And how is this chaos within the GOP ranks affecting sentiments in the Senate? There's widespread concern, Grace, not just amongst the Republican senators but also the Democrats. The potential impact this leadership vacuum could have on their ability to govern, particularly with an approaching government funding deadline, has caused palpable apprehension. Even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has voiced worry over the possible consequences this may have on the aid intended for Ukraine. Speaking of Ukraine, let's touch on the concerns President Biden voiced about future aid for the country. Yes, the president has indeed been vocal about the fact that he's worried aid earmarked for Ukraine may not come through. Not helping matters is the fact that Jim Jordan, one of the speaker candidates, openly opposes additional aid for Ukraine, insisting that border security is more pressing for Americans interesting turn of events. What about Democrats? How have they responded to this internal turmoil within the GOP? Well, Grace, Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries took the high road by releasing a statement expressing goodwill towards McCarthy after his removal and encouraged other Democrats to do the same. However, 
Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell have been critical of the infighting within the House GOP and the procedural tools used to affect McCarthy's ouster. Quite an intriguing situation. We'll look forward to your continuous coverage on this story, Ethan. Absolutely, Grace. We'll be closely following the ongoing search for a new speaker and the increasing divisions within the House GOP, as well as the potential impacts this could have on upcoming government funding decisions, aid to Ukraine, and bipartisan initiatives. Thank you, Ethan. For our second news update this morning, we shift focus to one of the largest nonprofit healthcare providers in the country, Kaiser Permanente. They are facing what's being called the largest healthcare strike in U.S. history. More than 75,000 healthcare workers from various parts of the nation are taking to the streets, citing staffing shortages and wage disputes. Our reporter, Chloe, is following the story closely. Chloe, can you give our listeners an understanding of the current situation? Sure. Grace, at the heart of the issue are concerns over challenging working conditions from staffing shortages, which the workers argue have led to a decline in patient care. It's important to note that these shortages have been significantly amplified by the COVID-19 pandemic. The strike is organized by the Coalition of Kaiser Permanente Unions, which includes a diverse group of healthcare workers, from nurses and pharmacists to emergency department technicians. So just how large is the scale of the strike? According to several news sources including NPR, Associated Press, and the Omaha World Herald, the strike includes more than 75,000 employees. Interestingly, the strike will go on for three days in most states, but in Virginia and Washington, D.C., it will only last for 24 hours. What happens to patient care during the strike? Kaiser Permanente hospitals and emergency departments will remain open, grace, staffed by other physicians and personnel. However, there might be delays in appointments and non-urgent procedures. To bridge the staffing gap, the company has enlisted the services of temporary workers. And what are the demands of the striking workers? They primarily want two things a significant pay raise and an improvement in their benefits. The striking workers are asking for a 25% pay raise, a $25 hourly minimum wage, and regular annual wage increases. In contrast, Kaiser Permanente has proposed pay raises in the range of 12.5% to 16% over the next four years. This seems like a complex situation. How likely is it that there will be a resolution anytime soon? Well, Grace, this is a particularly tricky negotiation considering that the collective bargaining agreement for employees represented by the Coalition of Unions expired on September 30th. They've yet to reach a new agreement. The development of this story is part of a larger trend of labor unrest across various U.S. industries. On a positive note, Kaiser Permanente has noted that it's steadily working towards its goal of hiring 10,000 more individuals in union roles to address the existing staffing shortage. This is clearly a story we'll continue to follow closely as it unfolds. Chloe, thank you so much for your insightful reporting. Always a pleasure, Grace. I'll continue to keep an eye on the situation. Our third story of the day delves into some celestial science. We're talking about black holes. They've fascinated astronomers and scientists around the world, and sometimes their mystique extends beyond scientific inquiry. They can offer some valuable life lessons, too. We have our specialist correspondent, Ethan, here to expand on this captivating topic. Ethan, tell us more about where this black hole information and interest comes from. Well, Grace, astronomical enthusiasts and novices alike can look toward educational sources such as the website, Bomboozle. 
they offer this stimulating game called Blast Off to Space Black Holes. It allows players to test their knowledge about black holes through true or false questions. They cover a variety of topics from the number of black holes in our galaxy, the Milky Way, to the possibility of a black hole existing in other galaxies and even in our solar system. Wow, that sounds intriguing. You mentioned something about the existence of a black hole in our galaxy. Can you elaborate on this? Yes, Grace, that's correct. This game mentions Sagittarius A asterisk, which is the supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy. It even touches on the fascinating concept of spaghettification, a term that refers to the imagined stretching and distortion of space and time if a person were to fall into a black hole. That's fascinating indeed, and I understand there's a human element to black holes as well. Recent reports suggest they can teach us valuable life lessons. Can you delve a little deeper into that? Absolutely, Grace. A compelling article from NPR News written by Regina G. Barber presents an in-depth analysis of these life lessons from black holes. This discussion is based on an interview with Priyamvada Nadarajan, an esteemed astrophysicist and chair of the astronomy department at Yale University, who specializes in the study of supermassive black holes. Can you highlight these life lessons, Ethan? Certainly, Grace. The first lesson Nadarajan emphasizes is about pushing one's limits. The entire idea of black holes, including their very existence, was initially met with skepticism. Their eventual acceptance into mainstream astrophysics underscores the importance of pursuing innovative and sometimes controversial ideas. And what's the next lesson? The second lesson, Nadarajan discusses, pertains to reputation. While black holes are often portrayed as destructive forces, Nadarajan believes that they are beautiful entities that play a crucial role in shaping galaxies and controlling star formation rates. In essence, this advocates for shifting our perspectives and realigning our judgments. Fascinating. Is there a third lesson we could take away from black holes? Indeed, there is, Grace. The third lesson Nadarajan presents encourages individuality. Despite being invisible to humans until 2019, black holes continue to exist and significantly influence the cosmic ecosystem. In a broader sense, this alludes to the power of individuality and the unique impact everyone can have, whether recognized by others or not. That's insightful. Aren't there some significant black hole-related discoveries as well? Yes. One such notable achievement was the capturing of the first-ever image of a supermassive black hole at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. This achievement by the U.S. National Science Foundation and the Event Horizon Telescope collaboration opened up new avenues for black hole research. That's quite impressive. And as fascinating as this discussion is, we have to move on. Thanks, Ethan, for those illuminating insights into black holes and the unexpected life lessons we can derive from them. My pleasure, Grace. Always happy to delve into the mysteries of our universe. For our final story this morning, let's turn our attention to the literary world as we anticipate the announcement of Nobel Prize in Literature, an award recognized globally for outstanding contributions in this field. Our news reporter, Chloe, has closely been following the build-up to this. Chloe, what is the latest on the story? Good question, Grace. The excitement levels are through the roof as one of the potential winners, a Norwegian author named John Fosse, was recently announced as the recipient of this esteemed award. Matt's mom, the permanent secretary of the Swedish Academy, made this announcement and lauded Fosse's works for their innovation and ability to touch on topics often left unsaid. That's indeed promising news. Can you tell us a bit more about Fosse's significant contributions to literature? 
Absolutely, Grace. John Fossey's brilliance lies in his plays and prose, which have been groundbreaking in the literary world. He's now joining the ranks of past laureates such as Toni Morrison, Ernest Hemingway, and Jean-Paul Sartre. What a remarkable recognition. What are the benefits that come alongside being a laureate of such an award? A great question, Grace. The Nobel Prize in Literature comes with a cash award of 11 million Swedish kroner, which is roughly $1 million, plus a gold medal in a diploma. However, the symbolical value often surpasses material benefits as this award is one of the most esteemed literary recognitions. Indeed, but this recognition has not been without its critics, right? That's spot on, Grace. The Nobel Literature Prize has in the past faced scrutiny for its lack of diversity and focus on European and North American writers. The Swedish Academy is under increasing pressure to recognize authors from various backgrounds, given its history of male-dominated laureates. And despite these criticisms, the Nobel Prize in Literature still holds tremendous weight in the literary world, doesn't it? Absolutely, Grace. The announcement of the laureate is an important annual milestone that draws attention from all corners. This year's prize, like all those before it, will join the illustrious group of past winners and make a mark on the global stage. In light of all these, what should we expect in the coming months? Well, Grace, the grand announcement will take place in Stockholm and the award ceremony itself is expected to occur in December. So, we have a few exciting months ahead. That will indeed be fascinating to watch. Thanks for this informative update, Chloe. My pleasure, Grace. I'll be following this story closely and keeping our listeners updated. Based on information from various sources, including WTOP News, The Independent, Associated Press, and Teller Report. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, the 11 Labs Text-to-Speech API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.